Alrighty. Oh. Hello and welcome to Gotcha Journalism, the podcast where we try out gotcha games so you don't have to wait two weeks to find out you hate playing it. Uh, this week we are talking about Langrisser. Is there is there a secondary title on this? Uh, nope. Eh. Just, no, just, Langrisser. just Langrisser. Okay, I, that's fine by me. Um, that makes it way easier. So th- yeah, this is Langrisser, which is... Who are we? Based... Oh, shit. Right. I forgot about that part. Who am I? Uh, Someone please tell me. Fuck, dude. I have no idea. This has been a very confusing time for everybody, me included. Uh, Yeah, I'm Sierra. Uh, My pronouns are she, her. I'm Dustin. My pronouns are he, they. Uh, And yeah, this week we are talking about Langrisser, which is a game based on a series of srpgs um on i think computers uh what was it on let me look um that's a good question yeah. it looks like uh the sec or the sega saturn dreamcast the famicom oh so that's why people don't really know about it <laughs> yeah because it's all of the things no one fucking played all of the failed sega systems <laughs> Yeah, hey, it was on the Mega Drive. Oh, the Mega Drive. That hit success. We're going to get people mad at us. Look, I was a Sega guy, and even I realized that those platforms weren't super popular. Yeah, I'm sure they were great. I just don't care about them. Oh, Um, the Wonder Swan. (laughs) The Wonder Swan had color. PCFX... Um, yeah, L- Langrisser is actually, like, genuinely interesting to go back and look at. Um, the, it has a lot of stuff that we expect from Fire Emblem now, um, the, some weapon triangle stuff, um, and some, like, neat branching narrative stuff that is genuinely fun, um, as opposed to, like, outside of Thracia, uh, the kind of fairly... limited narrative um that uh fire or not limited but linear narrative that uh fire emblem tends to have like most of them have uh significantly branching endings where you can just either you know save the world or just say hey what if i just killed both the bad guys and the good guys and just became the new big bad instead yeah like what what if one of the endings is literally you going hey what if i just fucking killed everybody and then also went hey god fuck you and then killed god too and god's final words are basically listen dude one day there will be a hero who will come to fuck you up (laughs) um on top of like some of them have like dating sims in there too it's weird and genuinely neat um so yeah and that's the game we're talking about this week Uh, yeah I actually like this one, so I, I don't feel any need to stall for 20 to 30 minutes in talking about something else. Yeah, it's pretty okay, actually. I was surprised by how much I have enjoyed it so far, um, especially when it comes to, like, the rarity of the units not really mattering all that much. Yeah, like, SSRs tend to be a lot, not a lot, but, like, significantly better or offer specific utility um but their main value is stuff that ends up being much more apparent later on uh in that ssrs tend to have uh instead so classes your characters can rank up and uh change classes as they rank up 
and SSRs have uh, two Tier 3 classes available to them, as opposed to SRs only having one with a couple of extra Tier uh, 2 classes available to them. Um, so what this ends up meaning is that Tier 3 characters end up having a wider variety of skills and support units available to them, so they have a lot more flexibility uh, and potential synergies between them, but like they're not necessarily just flat out better unless they're Leon. <laughs> um but yeah i i actually like genuinely really like this one and part of that is because um tactical rpgs and srpgs are I'm trying to think it, if not my favorite genre of game then like up there for me like i love fire emblems um uh, tactics ogre final fantasy tactics like all of that shit is like catnap to me and this scratches that in a way that Fire Emblem Heroes just did not in any way. Yeah, Fire Emblem Heroes feels a slightly too simplistic. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's too watered down for mobile, I would say. Yeah, like it's very much like it feels more like a mobile puzzle game, which isn't like necessarily bad. I just like the map being a single screen just sort of doesn't do it for me. Whereas, like, this is just straight up, it's just fucking an SRPG, dude. Like, it's just straight up an SRPG. Yeah, it has, like, a world map. Like, it's actually got, one of the things that really kept me playing it was the dialogue, actually. Um, Yeah, there's, like, a weird amount of plot. Yeah, the main characters are actually pretty charming, like... Um, mm-hmm. they're even, like, s- sort of weird, rare instances where they even break the fourth wall, um, mm-hmm. that, uh, that very, like, I remember this distinctly because the first time it happened, it was introducing Almeida, who is, like, your sort of cleric female magical MacGuffin character, uh, that you've uh, very often have in these JRPGs, uh, where, like, it introduces her taunt passive ability equip equip master they call it uh, yeah she just shit talks the enemy and they get sad yeah and i initially thought like oh that's just like her thing she's just the character that occasionally breaks the fourth wall and people wonder what the hell she's talking about matthew who is like the sword boy main character uh even is makes even like points it out and says like what are you what are you talking about when she explains, like, a gameplay thing to the player, mm-hmm. basically. But then, eventually, both Matthew and Grenier uh, also, like, later on make fourth wall breaking jokes, so I guess just everyone does it occasionally. <laughs> yeah, um, one thing I also, like, really enjoyed is they just sort of slapped the old Langrisseer games in here, huh? They just sort of slapped the plot in here. Yeah, they just straight up call them time rifts. It's like, hey, want to get a very brief overview of what the original Langrisser games were about? Here's, like, a whole thing devoted to that. Also, you literally have to go through it to unlock more of the main plot. Like, I'm currently blocked out from doing the main thing because I've got to play more of uh, Langrisser 2. It it also is, like, one of the core ways that you can grind XP, and you also need it for uh, your character ranking up, so that they can change classes and unlock skills and stuff. Yeah, Um, it's a primary source of, like, those 
class mastery consumable items. Mm-hmm. Um, so this game is like genuinely really cool, and it also has like some stuff in the time rift specifically that I think is like genuinely really smart. Um, do we want to just do a like brief gameplay descriptor? I guess. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. So uh, the way that uh, Langrisser plays is that um, much like in a pretty traditional like you know uh, actual console or handheld. Um, tactical rpg you have a pool of units that you can use on the map uh in some story missions you're locked into a few of them and you can rearrange the others on the map how you like and uh sort of pick which ones will work uh best for you depending on the unit composition you've got the weapon triangle as you mentioned before uh with this one it's it threw me off a little because it's just similar enough to Fire Emblem, but slightly different enough to spell trouble for me. Because in Mm -hmm. this one, so in Fire Emblem, you got the main ones are Sword, Axe, Lance. And, like, Lances are good against Swords, and Swords are good against Axes, and Axes are good against Lances. In this game, you have Swords, Lances... And horse cavalry, cavalry, not cavalry. Cavalry is where Jesus died. <laughs> Got a bunch of hills that kill gods. Um, God, that would be so sick. <laughs> anyway, read uh, read Raven Tower by Anne Leckie. <laughs> uh, and in this game, swords are good against lances. And lances mm-hmm. are good against cavalry, which makes sense. And then cavalry are good against swords. But it's the swords are good against lances things that screws me up, because that's the exact opposite of Fire Emblem. I have to, yep. like, think about it to remember it again. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, well, lances beats cavalry. Like, the introduction of cavalry instead of axes means that it's like, oh, well, we have to kind of reverse the triangle. Yeah. And so it's it's a little bit silly, but it's like, okay, whatever, fine. Yeah, um, this, this works well enough. I can see why you chose this. Um, the other interesting thing is, like, there's a monster class. Uh, clerics are good against monsters. Monsters are strong against nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Monsters just have, like, typically pretty good stats and tend to be pretty beefy. Um, but, like, they are pretty weak. Um, yeah, such as uh, such as uh, Farakwea, uh one of the SRs I pulled, who is the most monster fucker character in the game. <laughs> She might be the most monster fucker character in any game we've talked about. Oh, so she far. is very horny. In a, uh, like in a way that's both horny and kind of intimidating. Oh, I mean, I, I feel like that just adds to the monster fucker qualities. Yeah, like, no, the, absolutely. The people that's who want this character want be. that. That's how it should mm-hmm. be, yes. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, no, she's when I like got her on the summon draw, I'm like, look, I didn't get an SR, SSR, but I'm pretty happy with this. <laughs> didn't get an SSR, but in my heart, I did. Yeah, I got the SSR of of my heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So the basic like actual mission gameplay is just like a SSR, uh, or not an SSR, an SRPG, um. It is a terrain-focused one um, on a map similar to Fire Emblems. Um, less 
awakening and more uh more some of the earlier sprite stuff yeah uh more like the thing that actually feels closest to me is sacred sprites Stone, are, Fire Emblem. the battle the battle sprites are adorable they are cute they're like little chibi versions of the characters and it's like genuinely really cute yeah. Um, and characters are actually comprised of two factors, or a couple factors. Yeah, this was uh, the so coolest your... thing to me, actually. I'll let you explain it. This is one of my favorite things about it. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so you have your character, who is, uh, so let's take, for example, uh, Narm, who is an SR, who is an archer character. Um, or it, what, her main class is as an archer. Um, and she's got a passive skill. Uh, which is actually genuinely strong. She gets uh, increased attack um, when she attacks an enemy. On a three-turn cooldown, she'll reduce their their movement range, and it lasts for a turn. And then she also has a passive skill she can have um, that lets her move uh, another two blocks after fighting. Um, She she can have a couple of other skills. And you have basically uh, three skill slots that you can put skills into. and so what this means is Narm ends up being an archer character who can restrict enemies' movement and then move away to stay safe afterwards, which makes her, like, genuinely interesting. But then on top of that skill choice, you also have a soldier or a, attached to your units. Yeah, everybody basically, is... every unit on the map essentially represents not just the character, but sort of, like, their, their squadron of troops... Mm-hmm. That like they are commanding, yeah. um, and these units you can actually change around. So like I have a character who is a uh, a lancer who I can actually have um, have infantry attached to it, and instead of just lancing or lancer units. And so what this means is while the hero themselves might be weak to uh, might be weak to sword users. The soldiers that they have, who are the first ones to take damage, are not. Um, but it will mean that, like, the primary units that the Lancers go against cavalry end up wasting uh, just a shit ton of your soldiers, who is where a large portion of your damage comes from. Yeah. Um, like, it, it's something like 60 to 70% of your damage can end up coming from your soldiers, which is, like, surprising. Yeah. And it... as characters lose health, uh, that is taking out significant portions. Like every there are basically of your health two is... health bars. One is for the entire like legion of troops you command, and then one is for mm-hmm. the character themselves. Uh, on top of that, like the legion of troops health bar, every tenth of it basically is a hit of damage for a total of ten damage. So as that troops are losing health, they are also losing potential damage. And that yeah. makes, like, healers significantly more powerful because they are basically providing damage to characters. Yeah, I take uh, at least one hero, at least one healer with me, uh, typically uh, Almeida, uh, mm-hmm. on all, nearly every map I go on. Like, unless it's a map where I can very easily assign strong units to the things they are strong against, in which case yes. I don't need tactics, I just need to beat them over the head with a big stick. But most of the time, I'm bringing at least one healer because mm-hmm. they're so. And part good. of this is part of this is because damage is dealt simultaneously rather than uh, first one and then the other. So there's yeah. no like alpha striking units out of existence. Any fight you do, you're going to take a little bit of damage, and it's yeah. going to reduce your effectiveness. Yeah, even if you're like knocking out an enemy mage who's lost all his troop, that mage will fire a fireball into the air as he dies. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's still gonna hurt. 
Like, they'll do less damage, but probably not no damage. And uh, so it ends up with fights feeling a lot more like battles of attrition in uh, an interesting way. And it makes terrain end up feeling a lot more important, too, because, like, that 10% damage reduction isn't just an evasion rate. That 10% damage reduction also means, hey your troop is still just gonna be better after this fight. Yeah, like, you're preserving they're gonna do more your damage. own DPS. Yeah. Uh, and that, oh, that makes ma- missions, like, really fun. Yeah, also just from, like, a just fluff perspective, I always feel bad when I see my little boys get knocked out. Like, <laughs> I, wanna, I, know, I wanna so keep care of my, I wanna, I wanna take care of my boys. <laughs> um, they try their best. They they try so hard and they die so often. <laughs> oh, they they die so they often. They die so <laughs> much. There, there are so many that die. Don't worry, just cast heal and they'll magically revive. It's, yeah, it's okay. Almeida I, Almeida I, will make everything better. I like to think that there's not actually like reviving. Almeida is just haranguing randos to yeah. like join up in the middle of a fight. Put on this fucking uniform. Fuck it, dude, you're gonna die soon anyway. It doesn't really matter if you're trained. I, I can see Almeida doing that, even though she like mm-hmm. even though she is kind of meant to play the role of the stereotypical magical girl who is plot relevant, uh she is kind of sassy as well. In a way yeah, that she, I like, appreciate. She has a genuinely large amount of personality and it's really nice. Yeah. Um, like it, I like it, a lot of the characters in this game, actually. Jessica yeah. the Mage is, is really fun. Um, when they initi- when they introduce Zerita, who's just, like, this really fucking weird elf girl who just walks around barefoot in, like, negligee, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, she, like a gotcha game. Yeah, you just, you just, like, Matthew, the main, the main guy, just ma- randomly meets her somewhere and she she's like, oh, I I thought I sniffed you out from a mile away. And he's like, the fuck? What do you you sniffed me out? You followed? Who are you? Hey, did you know this is weird? Why why are you being weird? And she's just like, okay, bye. Nice meeting you. Mm-hmm. Um. And then she turns up later to be like, so, do you think like? the quest you're on is a good idea? He's like, yeah, probably. Have you reflected on that at all? Not really, but... She's like, alright, well, good luck, I guess. <laughs> and I mean, like, it's a gotcha game, so I don't... And it's not Grand Blue, so I don't know how significant any resolution to that plot is going to be. Yeah, but like, there is a dark reincarnation faction that she is a part of, and I think there is, like, I haven't gotten far enough, but I've been seeing implications that there is, like, another storyline to this that is mm-hmm. not necessarily the standard heroic one, so maybe ah, go it would, deeper it into it there, cool. but... It would be cool if it does, but, like, even if it doesn't, like... The time rifts alone are, like, genuinely enough storyline where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm actually, like, kind of into this. Like, it's light. It's not, like, necessarily a full in-depth game, but it's enough where I've, like, acquired copies of the Langrisser games, and I'm, like, probably going to give those a shot at some point because yeah. it's genuinely fun. Also, um, it's just nice seeing these types of anime character designs again, like... 
they have a very uh, 90s vibe to them. Yeah, they where, do. Where, like, 80% of your units have perms. <laughs> Lanford, uh, an, a character I have who's an SSR, has the most fucking 90s metal band-ass, luxurious, long fucking mullet. I think and it's I know incredible. who you're Okay, yeah, I knew exactly who you were talking about. His hair is just off the charts. His hair is literally animated separately from the rest of him. Like, <laughs> the rest of him is bouncing up and down at one rate, and his hair is moving up and down at a different. It's incredible. Yeah, or like, uh, again, like Letitia, who is one of the uh, cavalry you can get. Her hair is also extremely, like, you know, 90s anime perm. Um it's it's just it's really wonderful to see these designs again because like you don't really get these particular types anymore. Um, <laughs> even just like Die Hard, uh, who has like that crazy like actually super spiked hair, like um, where really the the only times I ever see that these days is like in Guilty Gear games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's. It's like, oh, did you like Toonami when you were a kid? There's, there's something for you to find enjoyment in here. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. It's very horny still. It is very gotcha horny, but like, you know, in a way that's like uncomfortable hot chocolate. <laughs> well, it might not be what okay, you ex- wanted. Ex- it's pro- All right. I was going to say, explain that metaphor. <laughs> um, well, now I just kind of don't want to. What is... Just to what allow- is- uh, like, what is uncomfortable about hot chocolate is mostly what uh, I'm trying so like, to figure out. Uh, maybe, maybe you get hot chocolate, you know, maybe it's a little too warm outside for some hot chocolate. Maybe okay. it's All in right. a cup that, like, isn't quite appropriate for it. But you're just like, I, you know, I'm going to let this sit here until it's a little bit more comfortable with me. I'm going to ignore that it's a little too hot. You know, it, it, it's chocolate in a cup. I can get behind that. <laughs> have made it reminds you of your childhood. Form. Your they... deeply uncomfortable childhood. <laughs> uh, there is one character in here who's just like... Is that a like weird bear squirrel with bat wings? I'm trying to figure out what Juggler is. I mean, probably. What? what the, Which one? I need you to tell me what the fuck Juggler is. Well, I, I need to look up Juggler now. Hold I'm on. sorry to I'm, everybody I'm for gonna, typing audio. I'm going to DM you, Juggler. Because I don't... I'm trying to figure out how to describe this guy. Oh, bad. Bad, and I love him. He... Oh, this dude sucks. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. I need to... I need to somehow find a way to post... uh, Maybe I'll just put a link to him in the show notes. Or maybe I'll just make him the album art. I don't know. Dude, this bear bat squirrel fucking sucks. I love him so much. Yeah, his, his design is reminiscent of, like, Reject Monster Rancher Monster. Oh, hell yeah. This isn't even, like, a Reject. This is, like, someone drew it on notes and some brought it in the next day, and people were like, fuck, no. No, you can't. No. And he's like, oh, sorry. It was, like, 1 a.m. when I drew this guy. <laughs> Didn't have enough sleep. Uh-huh. I, I don't know what his deal is. I don't either, and I love him, and I would protect him with my life. 
Okay, Juggler vows to... Okay, in-game hero description of Juggler. Juggler vows to live in shame and postpone committing seppuku until he can avenge his lord by killing the sorceress. Fuck yeah, dude, he sure does. Juggler is a highly intelligent holy beast first seen back and forth before before of the west entrance to the Lushiris Gate. That's an interesting translation. Uh, he is the last survivor of his species. I, I think I can understand why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With his fluffy fur, he is an instant favorite, uh, favorite of Tiara, Sophia, and Lipany. At the same time, I can understand why he's the last of his species, because that is definitely a thing that would make reasonable people say, we should commit a genocide against these things. Jesus! <laughs> these things are not meant to be. They're, like, fluffy and cute, but the wings immediately, like, make it bad? Yeah, it's like, this thing only looks cute so it can immediately chew my neck off. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, like, you know, sometimes it's like that. Yeah, I mean, it it is a demon. It is a demon class. I mean, you know, who isn't these days? (laughs) Oh, gosh, I can't, I have, we have to stop, I have to. I have to stop talking about Juggler. Um, I've never stopped talking about Juggler, and I never will. Oh, uh, gosh. What uh, What else to say about this game? Oh, yeah. the So the weird thing about the summoning in this game, um, aside from the SSR rates that are atrocious, but also it kind of doesn't really matter all that much, um, you don't... You don't do summons directly with the crystals you get. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, it took me a while to figure out how you were how to do summons because like you do occasionally get summon tickets that you can mm-hmm. use, but otherwise, like you spend crystals to get summon tickets. Yeah, you cannot directly spend summon tickets or er, crystals on anything. Yeah, like crystals are almost like a separate form of currency that you use to buy other things that do stuff. Mm-hmm. For example, you can buy shards to help upgrade your characters to higher tiers. Mm-hmm. Um, or or even just, like, get a unit. Like, if you get enough shard, memory shards for them, you can just get that unit instead of having to mm-hmm. worry about gotcha-ing them. Yep. It's, like, bad, but also, like, okay, sh- sure, I guess it's something if you were willing to spend enough time. Because the only way you have access to, like, the opportunity to even spend shard er, crystals on shards for a character is one at a time. It costs 30 shards for an SR uh, shard. Yeah. And uh, you need 30 shards. So, like, honestly, fuck off. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, also, like, the ones you can buy are random in the black market, so... Of a slot of eight. Yeah. Um... And you have to spend crystals to re-roll that eight. So, like, hope you're willing to whale. <laughs> yeah. Um, I... But, like, e- even beyond that, it's honestly not that bad. Um, like, the SSR rates are... They're bad. Like, they're not good. Yeah, there's, um, there's no way to get around that, but... Is it, like, 1% at most, I think? I actually um, don't yeah, know. I think I think it is. One of the annoying things is that they maybe I just, I'm just not seeing it properly, but they don't make it clear what units are in 
the banners? Do they just like have all the ban all the units in all the banners at all times, and just certain ones are featured? I think so. Okay. Um. I get that. Makes my, sense, my understanding like, is it just is like increasing. Uh, so the actual, there are no like um, galas as far as I can tell, where the actual chance of getting an SSR increases. Um, what increases is which SSRs you are likely to get if you pull an SSR. I think it's very unclear, and no matter what it is, it's not very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, I have pulled no SSRs. The other thing that can kind of... So, the list of characters is, like, I think less than 50? I don't remember for sure. Yeah, uh... God, should I just... I should, should I just count these manually? <laughs> there aren't a whole lot. There are there are s s small enough numbers that I could just count them manually, honestly. Honestly, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, we won't need to, because we can just look at the... So, 21... 49 characters. Okay, yeah, that's a pretty short character list. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you pull a character, it does not remove them from the pool. Um, yeah, and instead you just, if you pull another one, you just get, like, a certain number of memory shards. The, uh, the number of shards you get is relative to the rarity that you would get. Um, so with an SSR, I believe you pull 30. Um, and a SR, you get 20, and I yeah, think you get 5 10. for... Or five, is it, maybe? Yeah, I think it's five for an R. Um, but I don't remember for sure off the top of my head. Okay, that but makes like, sense, because I pulled, like, four copies of... Three or four copies of Jessica, and she's at... Yeah, I think I've I pulled several copies of her, and she's at 25 shards now. Mm -hmm. Well, 26, about to... I'll be able to upgrade her shortly. Um, and so, like, while it is kind of a bummer to be like, man, I've got all of these fucking characters already, really, um, it is still useful to pull a character you already have, because upgrading them, like, significantly increases their uh, unique skill. Like, a single um, star upgrade can be almost, like, a 10% increase in both stats and, uh, like, in an attack boost that a skill gives you, or, like... It can increase the range or, like, just straight up reduce the cooldown of the ability. Like, there are some characters who, when they hit, like, higher ranks in um, stars, end up, like, just becoming immediately way more viable. Um, and so, it sucks, but it isn't as bad as, like, say, pulling a second copy of a unit in, uh, of a unit that, like, you don't need the skills of in Fire Emblem Heroes. Um, the other thing is you can get memory shards through a thing called bond, which is weird, but is basically where they've kind of locked away individual character stories, um, and requiring you to grind for them in a way that sucks. Like you have to do a specific quest to get a resource to up a character's bond level. And then when that hits a specific level, you unlock special, uh, bond powers, which give minute stat increases that you can grind another resource to unlock. Dope. Like, Y'all, it, it's extremely a gotcha game. Like, 100%, like, 
it is not pretending to be anything else. If you want stuff, you are going to grind for it in this game. Um, that being said, it's it's a pretty good one of those. I, I genuinely like it. Um, it is a lot of grinding for a lot of different resources. And the other frustrating thing is character level is gated by player rank. Um, like, you will never be able to raise your characters more than, I think, a level higher than your current player rank. And that means that a lot of the later game stuff for characters ends up being gated behind it. It does, however, mean it is so fucking easy to keep every character you want at, like, your current rank. Like, they just throw fucking XP at you. So if you want a character to be, like, battle-ready and at least functional, you can. I have a, what, I think 20 different characters, maybe? Uh... 4, 8, 12, 16, 20, 24. Uh, oh, yeah, I have actually almost 30 characters. And like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's not hard to level them up. You get a lot of I, I could, EXP items. Mm-hmm. And I could very easily have probably all of them at max level if I wanted to right now. Um, and I'm, like, level 32, which is about near the end of tier two uh, characters. Um, yeah, so it's it's genuinely neat. Um, the general loop of play is you go through the missions and then grind resources, grind for equipment, and grind through the time rift as far as you want to. Um, and that's the one other thing I did want to touch on where it's maybe my favorite mechanic in this uh, in this game, which is sweeping. Um, so as you go through the time rift or uh, a lot of missions, there is a button that says sweep, and you're like, oh, you can't do this until you beat the mission. So you beat the mission, and then, you know, you're just, you're about ready to go to bed for the night, and you're like, fuck, man, I've still got, like, a full stamina bar. What do I do with this? Well, you still need a fucking shit ton of resources, so you can just find any mission that you've already completed in the time rift and hit the sweep button and it just it auto completes it for you it takes that stamina and gives you the resources and stuff you would have gotten for it gives you the xp you would have gotten for it uh without you having to actually play it if you don't want to yeah there are a um, few other games that do that like dragon ball legends does that dragalia lost mm-hmm. does that i yep. love it so much <laughs> It's so good because like I, I hit a point I where I desperately just... need Fate Grand Order to do, to do that just so I can use it on like the um, EXP grinding missions because it is such a pain mm-hmm. in the ass to grind those things. Yep, because like my other option would be to just throw on auto battle, which like would be fine. I'd probably still win the fight, but I don't wanna. Fate and Grand so... Order doesn't even have auto battle. Fuck me, it doesn't, does it? No. Fate Grand Order is just able to avoid having so much quality of life stuff by virtue of being the game it is yeah just by being like yeah i bigger than god yeah i make so much money fuck you you'll pay for it anyway huh yeah exactly yeah yeah oh fate grand order we're gonna talk about that someday huh yeah we sure are it's in that list christ gonna talk a lot Um, about it Yeah, so uh, sweeping is just genuinely so nice because you can just burn a bunch of XP for resources that you want. Uh, You can't do it infinitely. It's like 
10 per regular mission and three per the higher tier missions uh, a day but like whatever that's fine that's plenty yeah um, and then you also have like your daily challenge missions which while you cannot sweep once you have beaten them once you're given a bonus literally for the rest of the time you're playing that game on every rank up to the one you've beaten that is just straight up your stats are increased by 30 and every time a character takes a move or is it attacked afterwards it restores 30 percent hp so hey you beat this once fuck it just throw on auto battle dude it's fine we already know you can clear this we're not going to make you do it again yeah it's which is pretty good so smart especially for a game that like is a more intensive srpg than fire emblem heroes where like battles can take a little bit like i think i had one that maybe took me five ten minutes at most um and like they can be a little bit tighter on like the ones you're on level for so being able to just say fuck it dude you've cleared it once that's all we're gonna ask from you you've proved you can do it we're not gonna make you do it again feels good like that that is a good feeling and like I appreciate that because the daily challenge stuff, you will have to run a bunch and it is oh, nice yeah. that that persists uh-huh. every day. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's a genuinely really cool feature that I actually appreciate from this game a lot. Um, we should probably talk about the gotcha real quick, huh? Yeah, probably. So there's a couple of different gotchas basically you've got your banners which just increases your chance of getting a specific ssr if you pull an ssr um you've got the regular summon which you'll just never roll uh you've got equipment (laughs) summon which as far as i can tell you will also never roll uh and you've got your except except to like do the one achievement in like the event that's going on right now or whatever but other than that yeah yeah uh and then you've got friendship token ones which give you Honestly, basically nothing of value, but it's free and doesn't cost anything that would cost you a character chance and can give you shards. So, like, fuck it, you just roll for it anyway. Yeah, yeah, just do the friendship one. Like, you're going to get like, the friendship points. Might as well see if you can upgrade some of your R's. Basically, yeah. It, you will probably not get anything really useful from it, but eh, fuck it. it it's like how in Grand Blue you end up with 6 million rupees and it's like... I, I guess I can do all my rupee rolls. I guess it's yeah. not like I'm using these for anything else. Yeah, the only time I ever did a rupee roll in in uh, in Grand Blue is when there was the one um, like Enigma puzzle or whatever they did during the one event where you had to fill your entire summon uh, summon slots, support summon oh, slots. Oh god, with, like, yeah, I forgot about draw that summon carbuncle or whatever. That was so straight up tedious that I just did not even do it, even though it gave you, like, a bunch of worthwhile free shit. I was just like, eh, it's not worth it. It was such a weird thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the gotcha is, like, by and large bad. Like, it's bad, but, like, A, SSRs are not particularly required in this game. You can very feasibly build a team, um... Especially because uh, the high-level team building in this game is built around uh, a thing called faction buffs, where characters fall into like between one and three different factions. Uh, and there are specific characters who have an active skill that gives a huge buff to all characters of that faction on your team, basically indefinitely, as long as you're willing to re-up it when it expires. Um, and so teams are built around these factions, uh, 
and it just gives you a character who has that fact who has a faction buff for one of the most common teams right away like it just gives it to you for free and he's perfectly serviceable he's not ever going to be high tier but he will do the job and you will be able to clear pve content with ease um so like even just the characters the game gives you for free you can complete the pve content and enjoy yourself um pvp content is a different thing but it always is uh, yeah like pvp content in a gotcha is a nightmare no matter what yeah I'm convinced um, that there's, like, almost no good way to do PvP in a gacha game, because the two systems are inherently, like, at odds with each other. This one is, like, almost okay, in that, like, if you are fighting someone at your rank, you are probably going to be fairly close in power until you, like, hit high tiers. But honestly, it just... It's, it's never really going to work very well. Like, the PvP in this is fine i guess it, it is as good as a competitive R srpg gotcha game is gonna get um so yeah the, the gotcha in this is bad it is like really unclear it does several layers of obfuscation between you and and uh doing a role like not only is there the uh you have to purchase trinity uh or whatever the fucking the crystals uh to then do a roll it's you have to purchase crystals to then purchase tickets to then do a roll yeah um and so it it sucks but like it's not unimportant because it's how you get a lot of characters but it is like not as big a deal so it bothers me less i guess um Especially because, like, even the shards that you get from rerolling doubles, you can get another way through bonds. So it is still feasible to rank up characters, uh, even without rolling duplicates. Um, How do you feel about the gotcha? Yeah, I. It's 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 something where like if I really really cared about getting a specific unit, it would be pretty frustrating um or if its power curve was more extreme um but it's such that like even even sr or even our characters in some cases like are perfectly serviceable units uh to use in mm -hmm. pve and they're and like generally the designs are pretty solid across the board to mm -hmm. where there aren't a whole lot of units that i'm like disappointed to get and mostly it's yeah. like when i get a new unit even if it's not specifically one of the ones i'd really like to get i i'm usually still like oh he or she seems pretty neat i can probably yeah. find a use for them uh so even though the gotcha itself isn't isn't particularly exciting um it's at least it, it at least doesn't really detract from the game like some other gotchas do um, it, it's at least like unobtrusive in a way that say if Fate Grand Orders is not. Yeah, like it, it's it's this kind of gotcha that I don't think would be likely to result in much salt. Like it's not the sort of thing where if you get a bad roll, you're gonna quit quit the game most likely. Whereas there are definitely gotchas like that where if mm -hmm. you get like a really poor streak of luck, it's entirely possible that you're just gonna quit the game. It, it'll make you feel so bad. 
I think part that's, of it has helped to. That's literally what happened to me with Final Fantasy Record Keeper. <laughs> yeah, no, that's absolutely fair. Um, I, I think part of it too is like uh, every new character gets this access to the Path of Light quests, which are a two-week series of quests, basically, uh, where if you do enough of them, you unlock a free SSR named Sherry, who is literally one of the two best characters in the game. Like, the only other character is an SSR named Leon, who um, is, like, stupid good, but Sherry is is probably not the strongest attacker, but she is a real fucking close second place to Leon. Um, and you just you just get her for free for doing stuff like playing the game. Like, you have to put effort and time into doing it, but the 14-day window is not particularly tight if you are willing to spend that time. And so that makes the gotcha feel less brutal because, like, if you're willing to put the time in, you're going to get a character who is, like, really fucking good no matter what, and yeah. the rest of it is going to be perfectly serviceable. Also, I um, noticed, I, like, one thing I, I would like to talk about real quick, like, the, of the shop here. There is just straight up, like, a gift pack you can buy for two dollars that gives you narm mm -hmm. it just yeah. straight up gives you a character yeah and narm's like really good like, yeah which yeah, is like sure, a pretty it. pretty good deal for two dollars so like if you play the game and you're like yeah i'll probably keep playing this it's hard to like i don't usually say yeah spend money on this but also it's like it's two bucks for a pretty good character like that's not yeah. a bad that's a really fantastic deal that most gotchas do not give you narm is probably the best uh the best archer in the game honestly uh because like it's an srpg and she is a character who can affect mobility like hey guess what's always good in srpgs it's mobility yeah um and so like uh, I, I'm gonna keep playing this game, and I'll cop to it. I bought an arm. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, that, that I was, was holding, that was worth it to me. I was holding off because I wasn't sure if I was sold on it initially, but yeah, I'm probably gonna buy that gift pack because just because like I, I don't think I'll get anything else just because I don't really feel like no. I need to get more Trinity vouchers or crystals. But yeah, I'll, I'll get an arm. Sure, the crystals are roughly the same conversion rate I think that we've seen. Uh, everything else the first time you do buy crystals however you get literally double which that's not bad like yeah. again i'm probably not gonna buy them but i've seen worse yeah the conversion rate from crystals to tickets though is really weird it's like 88 to yep. a trinity voucher which is such a strange like yeah. conversion i almost wonder if they did that to make the math harder on you to think about when oh, you're for doing, sure when you're, when you're buying uh, whereas most other gotchas, it's a little more clean, like nice d uh, divisions of 10 or 100. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just a bizarre choice. So yeah, like looking at it right now, actually, the rate's honestly pretty good because uh, it's $5 for 150 crystals uh, without the first time bonus. So that's two draws for five bucks. Like, that's honestly not bad. That's about what... um. That's a little less generous than, say, like, Puzzle and Dragons. So, like, it's not necessarily the most incredible in the world, but no, yeah. that's 
that's pretty solid. That's a fair rate. You're yeah, I think uh, we'll get fair to we, for gambling. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it when we talk about Doken ba- Battle. But Doken Battle often has sales, gem sales, where you can get thirty-two dragon stones for like I think it's seven or eight bucks, and ah. that almost gets you and like a full ten roll is fifty fifty dragon stones. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, and I I exclusively buy those packs pretty much like whenever they mm. come up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like uh, what I will say is free crystals are super sparse as you start like reaching the end of the content that you are allowed to access for your rank. So I would, if you were planning on playing this game heavily recommend do not single roll if you can avoid it like always do a 10 roll since you're at least guaranteed an sr character if you do so yeah um but beyond that it's it's perfectly fine like i mean it's a gotcha game so it's still inherently predatory but as far as predatory experiences go i feel less preyed upon (laughs) yeah it's much like with um bang dream though though not quite as irrelevant as bang dream uh, yeah, that, it's it, it's just that like they this game is not power creeped very much at all. At least not currently. I'm not sure how old this game is, but there's uh, there's really a not a whole change. lot of okay. Yeah, so it, it's it's still fairly young, but yeah, it, there's not a whole lot of power creep here right now. Um, so yeah, there there's it, it's it's a different sort of balance that it's not. Yeah, it's not like Bang Dream where the units themselves almost don't matter except for score uh in this the units do kind of matter but there isn't a whole lot of there isn't a huge power gap between most units also you don't know any of the fucking units like yeah like you didn't play langrisser yeah if you're telling me you played langrisser (laughs) you're fucking lying dude i don't believe you yeah yeah like i'm sure there are people who played langrisser but I'm guessing maybe two of you are listening to this podcast. Almost I no one high. I almost no one I know even has heard of this series. I've never heard anyone talk about this series before until you put it on the the list here. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, I, I like it feels like a really obscure game that a small amount of people love for very good reasons, but it just never broke out the way that Fire Emblem did. It's Probably like because a, they never put any of the characters in Smash. <laughs> I honestly, yeah, like it, it's a series that I am tangentially aware of because I am like aware of operating in these spaces, spaces, and like I knew that vaguely it was the a like spiritual prequel to the Growlancer series. Um, That's a name I haven't but, heard in a while. Even then, yeah, I barely, uh, I barely know what Growlancer uh-huh. is. Like. I've heard the title before, but I could not tell you what the game actually was. Uh-huh. Sure sounds like Growlancer. There's a, maybe there's a reason why Growlancer does not exist in our current day. Um, yeah, it, like... It, oh, man, this is... Heard... Man, Growlancer has an art style, doesn't it? Oh, it's... Listen, oh, I'm boy. sure there are people who like Growlancer's art style. Those people also really like Clamp. Or not clamp. Um, it fucking. Is... It, it is kind of clamp. It's extremely shoujo manga esque, but like the shoujo manga style, I don't, I never particularly cared for. 
I wish it was more shoujo, honestly. It looks like if Code Geass was made in 92. All these women look the same. Yeah, dude. Like I said, Code Geass in 92. <sighs> now, don't make me defend Code Geass. I don't want to defend Code Geass, but I, I'm starting to feel compelled to. <laughs> Listen, I'm mostly just like ripping on Code Geass. I'm sure... Mm, I'm, I was going to say, I'm sure it's better than I give her credit Look, for. Look, Callum I know some and CC about are pretty different characters. That's true. They just happen to have the same face. Yeah, kind. Most anime characters do have very fairly similar faces these days. I think Callum and CC are less <laughs> egregious than most others. Like, you want to oh, talk sure. about I... same face, let's talk about sabers and fate. <laughs> Well, no, they look the same. They look alike, so it's okay. Yeah, so much that there's, like, literally a meme about it. Uh-huh. Uh, no, they, they look okay, so it's 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 thematic. Oh, God. <sighs> Grand Blue has a, has a uh, Code Geass event going on right now where you has can it started? get Callan as a unit. Fuck, they got the mechs behind them, too, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so mad that I'm going to play that and enjoy it. Yeah, I and it's I, gonna be sick. I haven't played Grand Blue since like the last anniversary event or whatever. I'm going back in so I can fucking get Callan. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you you can get Callan, Suzuku, and fucking Lelouch, and yeah. all of them have their fucking mechs behind them, and it's so sick, dude. Yeah, CC is a summon. Nightmares are so fucking tight. CC is a summon. <laughs> Also, it just has a fucking gun as the weapon you get from it. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, you just I'm in. get a gun. I mean, that's not that out there ordinary for Grand Blue, but you know, sometimes you just need a fucking gun. What if they made a Code Geass tactical RPG? What if you they can't... made a Code Geass front mission? Gotcha you can't game? do this to me, dude. What if they did though? <laughs> Listen, I, I I would play the fuck out of that game because that would be incredible. Code Geass has enough characters. I mean, if you can make Langrisser with 49, Code Geass definitely, well, definitely has that You can't speak this into the air because now I want this. I want the stupid anime <laughs> politics that don't make any fucking sense. Uh, and, it's fucking... sun, and, and it's a Sunrise property, so they could just straight up do crossovers like... Oh with... my god, they could! They could just Super Robot Wars it. <laughs> I was about to say, wait, no, the thing we want is just, it exists, it's just Super Robot Wars. Yeah, that's true. Is there a su- Yeah, there there has to be a Super, super Robot Wars with Code Geass characters, right? I, I hope so. Like, at some point there definitely was... I'm almost certain. Uh, Z two, it looks like. Okay, yeah, yeah, super, yeah. Second, the second Super Super Robot Wars Z for PlayStation Two and PSP, which is almost mm-hmm. certainly not one of the translated ones. It is not. It is like I think that's one of like the like main arc they're currently doing or something. Yeah, they did. They did start making translated versions of the actual crossover Super Robot Wars games just recently for like the PS4 mm-hmm. era, I believe. Yep. Uh, There's a they're well, translating in English for Hong Kong. Yeah, it's like a workaround where you buy the the Hong Kong version so that way they mm-hmm. don't have to worry about English light it licensing for releasing it officially in North America, but they still put an English translation there, much like the Grand Blue, Grand Blue approach. What I'll say too: Super Robot Wars uh, Original Generation Two, 
still a pretty good game. Yeah. Like, I, I've never played the OG ones. Uh, it has one of my favorite mechs, the Angel G. Super Robot. Okay. Uh. Angel G. Uh, the images that aren't the sprite don't quite do it justice, but it's okay. uh, it's still very good. Okay, that's that's an interesting man. That is, <laughs> that almost uh -huh. looks like a Saint Seiya. Yeah, uh huh. It's tight. Um, here, let me show you the sprite for it because the sprite is this is perfect for an audio podcast. Hell yeah! Listen, everyone, it's a please, fucking robot. What you everyone, want from me? This is an interactive section of the podcast. Everyone, please Google this along with me. Mm -hmm. It's good. <laughs> it's, it's Angel G with the G. There is no space between Angel and G. It's just Angel G, all one word. It's important. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, it's a it's a good ass sprite there. Uh, I need to play some more Super Robot Wars. I say as I have an already heavily increasing backlog. I, listen, as a person who fucking loves Super Robot Wars, do you? Yeah, or do know. you need to play Super Robot Wars, or do you just need to go watch the video of all attack animations once yeah. and then decide you're I good? Mean, there are there are kind of some I would like to play, but also those games are entirely too long, much like Project Project Cross Zone, yep. which is a oh, game sure. I kept playing and be and was like, man, this is still going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. It did give me buddy cop duo Chun Li and Morgan, which is the best concept anybody at Capcom has ever had in their entire lives. God, that's so. But, just give me that game, y'all. <laughs> yeah, but also there were way too many story missions in that game. Uh, Langrisser. Yeah, Langrisser. Um, what else is there to talk about in this? Yeah, game? honestly, like, there's not all that much. Of talk about left yeah. like I, they, i'm not we, far enough in the story to really say much about it because it's a pretty basic setup of like teen heroes go on an adventure to like save the world from a dark from like dark demon people also there's a mystical sword involved uh and also time travel <laughs> But, yeah, but like, you yourselves uh, are not really time traveling. You're just like sucking people up from other times to like use as units. They're like, hey, I'm not the real person. I'm just like a, I'm like a time hologram, but I'll fight it, for you. It's a very brave Exvius solution. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, not real, but I'm good enough. <laughs> it doesn't do any of like the kind of interesting stuff that brave Exvius ends up later doing with uh, the whatever the fucking people fucking homunculi that you summon are. Yeah, or, um, or for example, the interesting things that Dissidia Final Fantasy Opera Anmia does with the whole, all these people are getting sucked up into an alternate dimension, and they're trying to figure out what the hell is happening. Mm -hmm. Which I was shocked to find out that DFFOO actually had a kind of interesting storyline. Because <laughs> almost is... none of these Final Fantasy's gotchas do. That is genuinely surprising. Um, but yeah, uh, other than, like, the, I'm a little bit further in. The plot is, it's there. It's fun. Like, it's it's pretty light and fluffy. It's not going to be anything mind-blowing like uh Yeah, mostly like Blues, the characters fun. are fun. Mm -hmm. It's just fun to see some of these interactions, and that's cool. Yeah, yeah. and like, since uh, I don't have any preconceived notions about these characters, I'm just happy to discover them as i go through the storyline yeah exactly 
What helps this too, I think, is the fact that there is a PC client that you can just download from the website and you don't have to like do blue stacks or anything. And that makes the fact that this is a huge memory and resource hog on my phone just immediately no longer a problem. I can just occasionally put it up on my computer in the background while I'm on Twitter or something or watching a movie and set it to auto and hey, that's all taken care of and I don't need to worry about wasting phone battery. Yeah, I actually, it's funny because I initially downloaded the PC client because I'm like, oh, that's that's nice. Um, and then I realized I was never opening up the PC client client because whenever I was on my PC, there was always something else I wanted to do with it. So I was like, I'll just put this on my phone then. And I ended up playing, playing it way more because I'll be like, I don't know, waiting for a queue to pop in Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, mm-hmm. and watching Netflix on my second monitor and then playing Langrisser on my phone because I'm the worst kind of millennial imaginable. Listen, sometimes <laughs> you need three screens before you can use a fourth. You gotta, you gotta walk before you can run. Exactly. Um, uh, uh, so I, I, am, you... I, am the, I am the tech millennial that your parents warned you about. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, they they keep trying to warn us in fucking The Times and every other newspaper possible that we're going to kill everything. And like, yeah, dude, hopefully. Yeah, I'm the one killing uh, diamonds. And honestly, good fucking Fucking, I hope so. The sooner, we, the, fu- the sooner we kill diamonds and people are more comfortable just like getting colorful gemstones for wedding rings that actually mean fucking something <laughs> to the people it is they, fucking... care, they care about that particular color or gemstone, the better. It is fucking on site for any members of the De Beers Diamond Syndicate. I I want to meet any of these motherfuckers in the street, and I will die trying to throw hands at them before their bodyguards murder me. Let me live in a world where people buy weddings rings that have bismuth as the, like, defining characteristic. <laughs> Let me live and die in a world where I got to kick the ass of somebody who profits off of diamonds. Ah. <laughs> uh. We sure go to some places in this podcast. You know, we, we are, go to some we places. We are ready to fight. Mm-hmm. I'm always ready to fight, honestly. Um, <laughs> are you going to keep playing this? Yeah, probably. Um, I don't think I'll play it as... I'll probably play it pretty frequently just so I can like try and get Sherry before she goes away. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, like I'll probably still play it like off and on, much like I do with... Um, uh, with Bang Dream, it's probably not going to mm-hmm. be one of my main ones like Doken Battle or Fate Grand Order are, but it's definitely one I can see myself like coming back to every so often where I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of want to come back and continue the storyline. Yeah, it, it's one I can just sort of throw on my computer and just like fuck around with every once in a while occasionally, um, and that makes it a lot easier to play kind of passively the same way I do with Grand Blue. Yeah. Um, yeah, are there any any other particular things other than, hey, unlock Sherry that you would recommend to newer folks? Uh, not that I can really think of. Like, the only thing I would say is, like, uh, don't... And at, the, at the start, like, since summons aren't super important outside the first one, just so you can build up your roster, like, at the start, don't bother spending your crystals on summon tickets. Like... Because as you go through the story and doing various story missions and side missions, like you'll gab- you'll start gathering tickets themselves mm-hmm. to spend on the rolls. And just like 
at the start, just use your crystals to, like, um, buy the memory shards for, like, the R's and SR's uh, that you already own to, like, help level them up at, as you go through. Um, that, yeah. that seems like, the at the start, the best use of those, because it's a pretty cheap use of them for the R's and SR's. And it, like, has a pretty good return for those particular rarities. Yeah, the only thing that stops me from recommending that specifically is uh, you do still require 30 at the first rank and then 50 at the second and then more beyond that. Yeah, I'd probably say do it for Um, the first upgrade rank and just let the gotcha take you from there, probably. That would probably be my guess, like... It's not super necessary if you were like, I did want to just save all my crystals for rolls. I think that's entirely valid, especially considering you can get shards like yeah. regularly from the uh, bond thing. But Yeah, I suppose that's true. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, honestly, it doesn't feel like there's a particularly wrong way to use no, the crystals. It... Like, it just all depends on what you want to prioritize. Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, it... Do Good what game. you want. Like, this is a game where you can just really say, yeah, don't really have tips, just do whatever you want, really. Yeah, if you want to get heavy <laughs> into PvP, you can. If you want to just do PvE stuff, you can. Like, okay, ha- have fun. It-, it is a game that is very willing to just be like, yeah, dude, you just like SRPGs and want to keep playing them? Fuck it, here you go. <laughs> and like, yeah, it turns out I just like SRPGs and want to keep playing them. Um, so yeah, that that's really nice. Cool. So before we go, we have one last roll to do. Yeah, so I need to uh, do my roll here. Um, I just uh, took out some of the stuff from my banner, so it's easier for me to parse here. Oh gosh, that did not... That copy-paste did not work properly like I should thought it should. Uh, hold on a second. I'm trying to... F- oh, it's. I need to cut and paste, not copy-paste. What the fuck am I doing? Um... I'm actually going to take Love Live off of here just because it's so similar to... Uh, honestly, yeah, that's that's fair. It's yeah. hard for us to really have anything more to talk uh, about beyond... Yeah, hey, I'm pretty, it's, it's I'm pretty happy game. with the rest of this list. Um, so I'll just go ahead and roll on this sucker here. I've got... Uh, oh, I can roll a nice even, even number, a die 12. All right. D&D dice roller, come to me. Alright, rolling one die twelve. Got a three. Oh boy. <laughs> Fuck me. We will be talking about Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. Do we gotta? It's I rolled it. God damn it. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta talk... roll an R. I I guess, yeah. Okay, yeah, next time we're going to talk about Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. Who, <laughs> uh, def- buddy? So, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say this outright. Do not spend money on this game ever. No, it, it is, by my understanding, maybe one of the worst. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. Uh, I, will go, I will go into detail why when we actually talk about it. But uh, just, so just fair warning, if, if y'all want to play this game before... Uh, our review comes out do not under any circumstances spend money on it unless like i'm not gonna say unless you really want to blow your money on something because there are almost certainly better things you can spend 15 bucks on 
There are better ways to waste your money. Go buy some scratch tickets, dude. You have a much yeah. better return on investment. Yeah, buy a random indie game on Steam or something. Uh, yeah, but we'll we'll be talking about Union Cross, so that'll be an adventure. Um, because, all right, I don't, I I shouldn't say any more about it. Because save. All save right, for the that's gonna be a fun content. next podcast. Yep. All right. Thank y'all for listening. I still don't have a sign-off. I forget every time. Yeah, no, who cares? (laughs) All right, fuck it. Bye. Bye.